Hello and welcome back to Oh God, I'm in my 20s, the podcast where three clueless friends discuss the highs and lows of newfound adulthood and how to fake it till you make it. My name is Roshni. I'm Lishi. And I'm Singwei. And as always, before we start, we're going to do the question of the day, which this week comes from me. Um, what is everyone's comfort show? I'll go first. Mine is not exactly comforting in, like, I guess, content. Eh, I guess a mix is supposed to be comedy, but maybe dark comedy, but it's Bojack. Oh, that is very oh, dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I find myself always, like, just going back to watching, re-watching the seasons when I have nothing better to do. Yeah, your favorite show has been BoJack for a while. Like, I would say oh, since high school, man. which is slightly concerning. <laughs> yeah, I tried watching The Office. Then I, like, watched, like, one episode and I couldn't really, like, get into it. So The Office took me so through. long to get into. Like, so long. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I just watched it for Jim and Pam. And then I ended up getting annoyed by Jim and Pam halfway through. But I stuck with it. Lee, what's your comfort show? I don't really rewatch shows, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. talk about my comfort movie instead. And I don't think it's a surprise, but it's Love Rosie. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> Your comfort movie is my crying movie. <laughs> no, I like to cry when I have nothing to do. So <laughs> Rosie is good. <laughs> nothing to do, you cry. Please, <laughs> concerning answers. <laughs> Um, I have two. It depends what mood I'm in, but it's either Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I've rewatched and I've seen a number of times, or New Girl, which I'm currently rewatching. My favorite character is Schmidt. I know that he's toxic, but I love him. I think that explains very well to who. Okay, but he <laughs> mellows out eventually. <laughs> Just he does some very questionable things. He does some questionable things. Okay, he's also a Republican, which is very mm. yeah. Okay, I can't defend it. It's fine. Watch New Girl. Adding to watch list, which has a long backlog. (laughs) You've been saying that for me. Yeah, your watch list for me has been spanning since 2014. So (laughs) exactly, exactly. (laughs) You can watch a New Girl on like your deathbed. Yeah, but before you die, watch one episode, please. (laughs) Okay, so this week, we're going to do more of a chill pod. We're going to be talking about our attachment styles. Um, And if you don't know, um, it's basically like a quiz that tells you your attachment style. And attachment theory is essentially the theory that your early relationship with your caregivers sets the stage for how you build relationships as an adult. And there are four adult attachment styles. There's anxious, avoidant, disorganized, and secure. And we'll get into each of ours um, later on. But yeah, we've all done the quiz, I think, today. So what... (laughs) Before before we say our attachment styles, let's guess each other's attachment Ooh, styles. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. That's fun. But, okay. I feel like I need to look at all the different styles. I don't know where to Yeah, so that. there's three insecure attachment styles, which um are 
anxious, avoidant, uh, disorganized, like I said. And then the quote-unquote healthy one, I guess, is secure attachment, which is exactly what it sounds like. You're securely attached in your adult relationships. Okay, I'll go first. (laughs) For Lishi, my guess is going to be your... You're going to be closest to secure attachment of the three of us. But if I had to pick an, an insecure attachment style, I would choose anxious. All right. <laughs> you have no right. poker face. <laughs> okay. What about for Singwei? Singwei, I'm going to go disorganized. Why was that so quick? <laughs> <laughs> because I think we have the same one. <laughs> Okay, okay. I mean, your guesses are pretty close to what I would guess anyway. I would guess Roshni disorganized, Lishi anxious, closer to secure, but anxious if if it was insecure. I would say Roshni is, to me, in between disorganized and avoidant. Mm-mm. And Singwe is more... Sometimes she can be avoidant as well, so it's hard to say. <laughs> I feel okay. like okay. our attachment styles are going to contradict the friendship a lot but okay so everyone say your attachment style sing away what's yours mine's disorganized <laughs> is she secure which i was surprised <laughs> i am also disorganized is she if you mm-hmm. cannot tell is the only stable one in this friend group no honestly i I came in thinking that I was an anxious um, mm. person or like uh, my attachment style is anxious. And when I got my result, I was like, wait a minute, is this right? It doesn't sound like me, but apparently it is. I think I've came to a conclusion to why I might be a secure, um, my attachment style might be secure. Okay, okay. why? According to the, ans- the questions that they were asking, it was like, do all your needs get, basic needs get meet? Do you feel hurt? Blah blah blah, and so they will ask questions for for your for your mom, for your dad, and also for your partner, right? I feel like mm-hmm. my mom did such a good job in making me feel reassured, uh, feel heard, um, that it kind of compensate what my dad didn't give. Like my dad mm-hmm. was still there for me, but he he wasn't as present as my mom, mm-hmm. so. I would like sometimes I would think that he he was just wasn't there for me and for some reason that might translate into why I feel like distant around him. Oh my god, we are getting into like the family. <laughs> okay, about, we don't we don't have to psychoanalyze yeah, yeah, yeah. the childhoods, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that makes sense. It's like it, like, my, it like evened out. Evened out. So I guess that's why I overall still feel very comfortable, valued in the household. And I know for my dad, at the end of the day, whatever he um, does for the family it's whatever he's doing it's for the family mm-hmm. and I don't f- there's no favoritism in the family yeah. as well so I don't feel very insecure I don't have to fight for attention uh, whereas for Marcus I feel very secure in the sense where I can talk to him about my problems I can bring up anything that I want to talk about and not feel that I might be abandoned by him like there's no fear of abandonment by him. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. But um, 
my friend like Ning, she did mention that she can see why I can be anxious as well. Because when, mm. it, especially when it comes to Marcus, when he is having fun with his friends, <laughs> when it involves girls, my first um, reaction would be anxious. But mm. it was just a temporary feeling, and it it would usually last for about five minutes or even less than mm. that. So, I yeah. also think it's improved a lot recently. So, yeah, I think so too. You're secure. I'm so secure. Crazy. <laughs> so, Singlei, explain disorganized attachment. Ah, <laughs> uh, disorganized attachment is apparently out of the three insecure um styles, the mm. hardest to treat. Oh my god. <laughs> that that alone that alone gives you some idea of like, you know, how um I guess in trouble we are. <laughs> oh my god. Um so disorganized attachment is to put it simply, um someone who craves um connection with people, but also at the same time pushes people away when when someone who like you know has has started to like get close to you wants to like maybe do something for you um get to know you better your walls are like gonna be up yeah it's basically very contrary like you want yeah you you crave emotional connection but you're scared of it because you fear abandonment yeah, so it's just really difficult because that's very contradicting, right? You want that like deep connection, but at the same time, you're like almost self-sabotaging because you're like pushing people away. Um, so yeah, doesn't doesn't make for a great setup there. Uh, but the reason <laughs> why that that happens apparently is because like you know in childhood, your primary caregiver doesn't give you. A very predictable um, way of showing affection, showing you love and affection, which I yeah. I was a bit surprised by because growing up, I I feel like I never questioned my parents' like love for me. I never felt like you know their love was conditional. I always mm-hmm. felt like you know I was very sure that my parents like loved me, but I guess reflecting deeper on it there were like some unmet needs both from like my mom and my dad so I'm guessing that's what mainly contributed to it and also like from my my sister I think uh my relationship with her also played a big part uh as to why I developed this attachment style uh I mean I do you think you and Lin would have the same attachment style no, I feel like her attachment style is, uh, actually that's a good question. But I, I, I mean, feel like my my guess from what I know about Lynn is she she's not gonna be the same attachment style. Yeah, I feel like she's definitely more accepting of affection than I am. Like by nature, like she does, she's not gonna like push away someone like trying to give. But I like my default reaction to like people trying to give uh is to push it away or to doubt it 
like question it and like yeah my first reaction uh, is why <laughs> what do you yeah. want <laughs> wait yeah. but where did that come from um i don't think we have enough time to fully delve into <laughs> why delve into it. i mean yeah like I, I guess again like if i wanted to like tie it back to my like upbringing then it would just be like unmet needs from my my mom and like my dad um my on my mom's and it would be that like she 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 does her absolute best and I love her so so much but sometimes like there are just topics that I I just cannot discuss uh with her mm-hmm. um although she would be like the the first person in mind that comes like like you know that comes to mind to like talk about those sensitive topics in my heart like but it just doesn't work out mm-hmm. um and and then like my dad is also I guess less available just because like he was um a busy person and his mm. his emotions I, I guess like reflecting back were very unpredictable like some days like my sister and I used to like say like you know he was like a volcano mm-hmm. you, you didn't know when he would erupt so like when he erupted it was just like the worst thing ever mm. um and you wouldn't want to be around him mm. so and and yeah little things that that kind of I suddenly came to my mind as I was reading <laughs> as I was reading that explanation right because I was just like huh I don't actually feel like my childhood was bad I feel like my childhood was yeah, great same. but mm. uh, like you know if I really had to nitpick then these are like the things that come to mind but like for my sister a nice relationship I think there's like a more obvious explanation there just because at one point in my childhood, my relationship with her was a lot more like, not rocky, but like, I felt like I was walking on eggshells around her. That was like, um, way before um, high s- middle school, way before like, yeah, like we, it was like between the age range of like, I want to say 7 to 11. Oh, that was, I guess was like puberty. Uh, yeah I guess and I remember just like not knowing again she was also another volcano it's like I I really <laughs> didn't know when suddenly she would blow up in my face and and like just hate me um and so like I remember like always bursting into like 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 always like hold, holding my emotions in and then um randomly having episodes of me breaking down like crying mm. like saying like you know I can't take this and then like my my parents would have to be like what's happening and then <laughs> you'd have to like you know talk it out I guess that led to a lot of suppression of like that developed my habit of like suppressing my emotions because I, mm. I was I was like you know I would rather not make a scene not make us fight like let let me just like be the bigger person or whatever mm. like just like shut up and like be quiet and take take all of it in like like stuff stuff all the emotions uh the negative emotions uh, and feelings of like being being like you know verbally not abused la, but like just like you like, know be the uh, punching bag for a little yeah, while if it's, you know if it keeps so, the peace yeah i mean of course clearly things got like things definitely did get better but i, I wonder if you know that period of my like childhood kind of shaped my instinctive responses to to, <laughs> to, to, to affections to, to affection or emotion because like, I know I 
I mean, I I wanted to be liked by my you know my beloved sister. Um, <laughs> so so like you know, scandals. I I <laughs> I wanted I wanted her love. So I I just took in all her like in in a sense like quote quote in quote quotation marks, abuse verbal abuse. Just like mm. shoved it in, um, and like never yeah push back, just cause. I crave that affection from her as well. Yeah, mm. maybe that's an explanation. I don't know, but um, today it manifests as like me in a more like yeah, in terms of friendships and romantic relationships, I would like have a rough time developing a trusting friendships. Yeah, but yeah, I, crave, I feel like I crave them like like a lot. Like I crave like deep connection a mm. lot. It's just difficult, very difficult. I think when I was reading on the differences between the the attachment styles it was saying how because I, I always thought it was avoidant but mm. I obviously got disorganized and I think the difference that it said was avoidance don't crave or want emotional connection that much mm. whereas disorganized you want the connection it's just difficult for you to establish the connection exactly yeah and I've had it said about me a lot, and I'm pretty sure it's true for Sigma too, but like it takes it takes a long time for people to get close to me mm-hmm. to the point that like we both know that we're close. Mm-mm. Like I had friends tell me like, yeah, we spoke every day, but I wasn't sure if you thought I was the same level of friend with you that I thought I was. And oh. I was like, yeah, we weren't. It was like months. <laughs> Oh. But I, I, I don't even know like what ma- what what causes the shift. Like it's fully just a switch in my brain that's like, okay, now now we are friends. For sure. Mm. There's no like I don't have like a set time frame for okay, we've been friends for a month. We've done XYZ. Now we are friends. It's just it's just a feeling of like I feel like I feel I feel secure in this relationship. I feel like I can trust you. I can tell you things and you're not going to throw it back in my face. You know, it's, I don't know. It, that's not helpful, but it's just time and a feeling. Mm-hmm. But time is a big factor. Like, I've, I'm not typically the type of person that's going to meet someone and be like, besties, immediately. No. You know what, Roshan? <laughs> I feel like I'm the opposite. Like, in terms of oh. that, I'm op- opposite from you. Like, I... Inside of me, I I find that I like I I establish people to be like very close to me, but then I will question whether I'm also viewed that way to mm-hmm. them. Mm. Uh, yep. And so like I will I don't know what I usually do, but I, I just like, yeah, that's that's what happens internally. Like I I value people like a lot very quickly. But I will mm-hmm. question whether I'm also equally valued to them. Yep. Is this why it took us nine months to actually become friends? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> it kind of makes sense, to be fair. Yeah, Singwe yeah. and I didn't really speak for the first six months, despite being in the same class and seeing each other every day. Hey, but like, you, you were the... I remember, like, I appreciated you so much because you were the one like being very um like you you initiated essentially like yeah oh my god full circle moment it was actually me and Marcus <laughs> that made an effort 
But Singwei chose me, so suck it, Marcus. Okay, he got me. (laughs) Some would say he lost, but... I would disagree. (laughs) We have pretty... I don't know, even even though Singwei and I have the same attachment style, we have very different manifestations of our attachment Mm -hmm. styles, which is why it's kind of a mystery as to how we're still friends. But it works. It works. I remember very distinctly, like in grade nine, we we had a larger friend group. There were like five of us. And the transitions of high school had been a bit tense and we weren't seeing each other as much. And obviously none of us were having a good time. And I, I think Lishi was the one to be like, okay, this Friday, we are going to do something. Everyone tell me when you're free, blah, blah, blah. And she like made a conscious effort and she was like, yeah, I miss you. I haven't seen you. And that was the first time I was like, well, you can you can just vocalize that you want to see someone. Crazy. Why do you feel that way? Is it uncommon for your friends to vocalize their affection towards you? I think it's partially that. Like, we were only, like, what, 14, 15? So mm-hmm. navigating friendships was very much, like, this is convenience. We see each other every day we don't have to try that hard at a friendship. But also deeper than that, I think it's the ability to be vulnerable and openly care about someone and let them openly care about you. It felt almost too exposing to be like, I'm having a shit time. I need my friends. I just, (laughs) okay, my problem is I get so embarrassed. Like, it's so stupid. But every time I, I feel an emotional need, I'm just like, Shut up. <laughs> Who are you? Why, like, what what are you repressing you? yourself? I don't know. But I'm just like, stop doing I that. Just, I'm trying. <laughs> but every time I'm like, I'm, I, I want to see my friends. I'm lonely. I need company. I'm like, shut up. There are people dying in the world. Like, oh it's not God. the same thing. No, not even the same thing. Not mm-hmm. even the same thing. Please don't say that to yourself. Yeah, but I think it's easiest with you guys because I can just text and be like hi I'm needy today (laughs) somebody call me (laughs) I'm glad to hear that I was just about to say like you know if you feel you if you ever even feel like you know that you should not text us I have a problem with that (laughs) no I I get worried sometimes that I have like quadruple texted the group chat and I'm like I've given you 20 things to reply to. I expect a reply. <laughs> but take your time. <laughs> yes. Always free to spam the group chat, Roshni. Lishi, as and the stable one, te- teach us your ways. <laughs> I didn't know I was stable until today. So um, I really feel like my mom play a big part in, in the role of making me feel secure in my childhood. Like, she really, mm-hmm. she was there for me, like, 24-7, despite my dad not being present. Like, she really compensated it, like, a lot. And you can, like, at, when you did the quiz, right, they will give you a bar, they will give you a chart or, like, of where your dad and your mom and your partner would stand. And in general, right, mm-hmm. my dad would be, my anxiety level with him would be the highest. Mm. 
whereas my mom is like the lowest and Marcus would be one of the lowest as well. So it's very funny. Like it's so accurate, I guess. Mm. Mine was different. My anxiety level with my dad was the lowest. Damn. But I think I think a common theme for all three of us is that our dads weren't as present because like Work. they were the primary breadwinner. So they mm-hmm. just physically couldn't be as present. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, my, my anxiety level was the lowest with my dad. I know your mom is scary. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was the the second highest and then it said partner was the highest, which I wasn't expecting. Mine actually, like, you know, they, they had like quadrants, right? So like mm. my mm. dad and my mom both lay in like secure attachment with like very, like the lowest, like l- l- like essentially no anxiety. like, But like on oh. the avoidance scale, my mom was like slightly higher. Um, But then mm-hmm. my my answers for the partner put me in preoccupied attachment for for the for the partner um mm-hmm. which meant high anxiety and like mid-ish levels of avoidance and like the that in general one I landed in yeah disorganized attachment just like barely though oh, like I was on like that the line for oh, like so you're like on the cusp for secure on the cusp of like disorganized essentially i remember i <laughs> this is so stupid i came back from like a family dinner or something and i was so sad i forgot why i was so sad and i was like crying and i was on skype with singway and i was crying um and i think my sister walked in on me crying and then she told my parents and my parents were like does she have like a boyfriend did they break up why is she so sad i was just like i'm just sad <laughs> i think it's hormones i think i'm just sad and it didn't compute like there has to be a reason which there's not always a reason mm. and like we don't necessarily want like solutions when we like share problems mm. sometimes i mean that's universal i guess not just to like parents but like um, i think a big reason why i like like fear sharing everything like started fearing sharing sharing everything is because I would get like all these suggestions for like solutions rather than just like empathy like the reason I also tend to stay away from sharing things with my parents is like they get worried and stressed on behalf of me Mm. and that manifests as like I don't know a very impatient attitude they're like they go to the root cause of the problem and they're like, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. When, mm. like, like you guys said, like, that's not what you're looking for. Yeah. Realistically, you know those things. You just need someone to be there. It always turns into a lecture, especially from my dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, they take it as, like, a big life lesson that you need to learn. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fair, I'm like, but also... Yeah. <laughs> I know that. Like, you told me this a thousand times already. Yeah. But then I get very annoyed when they say something and they're 100% right. And I'm like, can you not be right right this second? (laughs) Like, (laughs) save this for some other time. Because I remember in high school, I I had a friendship that crashed and burned. (laughs) Um, And I told my mom and she was like, the problem with you is that you always go from zero to 100 with your friendships. Like it's either nothing or everything, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I know Mom. I came out of your womb, but I don't need to hear this right now. <laughs> Speaking facts, wow. she can never know she's right, but she's right. Mm. Now she know. <laughs> Babes, you think my mom listens to the podcast? 
you never know. It's public out there. I know your mm-hmm. sister. Does your sister listen to it? Um. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she will bring up to your mom and be like, "Hey, Roshni, just talk about you." PSA: Please don't do that. <laughs> just, just let it die. <laughs> do you think you're good at recognizing, like, when there's conflicts? Do you think? you're good at recognizing your attachment style when it manifests in a bad way. I can. Same. I think my problem is that I'm, I can be very objective about the situation and I can see what I'm doing wrong, but that doesn't necessarily mean I know how to fix it, if that makes sense. Like, I understand. I know my triggers. I can see when I'm irrationally responding to one of my triggers, but the response still happens. You know, mm. I'm not at the point of, oh, this is my trigger. This is how I, like, mitigate the trigger. Gotcha. Oh, that's new. We're halfway there. Like, have you experienced, like, your friends bringing up it up to you and, like, having a conversation with you about, like, your, your, I guess, your behaviors to do with your attachment style? This is going to sound really bad, but as as a disorganized attachment, it's rare for me to be super open to the point where someone would A, be able to spot something as small as a trigger in me. I'm very good at, I'm very good at hiding my triggers. Even if I'm triggered, I'm, I'm gonna fake it till I make it. (laughs) Are you sure? I feel Um, like it's so easy to tell. (laughs) Yeah, with you. Yeah, because I'm not trying to hide it. Like, you already know all my triggers. That's fine. (laughs) But no, I don't think, okay, that's a good question for you then. Like, have you had a situation where you could tell where one of us was like being irrationally provoked because i've seen it i've seen the anxious come out in lishi and i've seen the disorganized come out in zingwei um i feel like the anxious i have spotted like in lishi and she she also like you know brought up that it's more prevalent in like her romantic relationships Mm. where like that's the instinctive thing that she feels but of course she like handles it um well like she knows yeah. it and she'll like respond to it like accordingly. Uh for Roshni, then like yes, from the conversations we've had about just her experiences with mm-hmm. relationships, whether they are like friendships or like romantic, you know. Now that we're, you know, attaching names to these behaviors, they're not surprising. Um, yeah. I think mm-hmm. we've handled it pretty well because no, yeah. Most of the time, like, there, we have friends that would just blindly be like, yes, I agree with this response that you're having. It is valid. Go forth. Which is, like, comforting in its own right. And, like, sometimes mm-hmm. you do need to hear that. But in my experience, when we go to each other, it's always, like, I get why you feel this way. And it's fine for you to feel this way. But are you sure that you're being objective slash rational? And mm. do you want to feel this way long term? Which is always really helpful. Yeah, no, but there are phases, you know, the initial like reactive phase. <laughs> you gotta just go with it. You gotta just be like, yes, like, you yeah, know, just they are the worst. Hurricane. <laughs> just go with it, right? Then, like, later on, once they've calmed down, you'd be like, hey, what really you know? happened? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like the, the initial like tornado hurricane period, like, has to happen. And then. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, you're like, damn, hey. I gotta, I gotta fix, I gotta repair all this shit. 
Yeah, I realize the way like Roshni and I handle our disorganizedness is quite different. It's very interesting. Elaborate. To, like you mentioned, you don't really know the like necessarily the solution. I guess like right to mm-hmm. to what you identify as like your disorganized like tendencies, and I think sometimes that holds true for me. But like looking back, at least in the past year. I feel like I've really like tried my best to like honor my, 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 when I like crave like, you know, deeper connections with people or like, you know, I know I'm in a, for example, now I'm in a new environment uh, and I know I just want to like make friends, make connections. Like I never shied away from like being the one to initiate or like uh, mm-hmm. reach out to people when I needed like someone. So I feel like in that regard, I like no I know my instinctive reaction is to to not do those things or like to shy away from those things uh and it's not like yeah it's just not natural to me but I try to still just go through with it and I think the reason why is because mm-hmm. I've had experiences of like those actions being rewarded like people mm. have like been receptive to it that's why I'm like you know okay with doing it now like I, I don't think it's very scary for me to like express like that I need that attention but it's like a very conscious effort like it's not natural at all like, I need to be like okay people are not gonna like say no to this like just do it or like okay like you know your friends actually want to talk to you and you know y- you don't naturally think about calling your friends but you should so like um mm-hmm call them yeah again it's a very active process it's not natural at all yeah. yeah that's really topical for me today I think we mentioned this in the we're not really strangers episode but I channel you guys a lot when I'm in uncomfortable situations and I'm <laughs> like what will she do what will Sigmi do <laughs> um, but yeah no that was the case for today because I went to see the vamps in concert And the original plan was for me to go with, like, one of my close friends. And then the plan changed at the last minute. And there were, like, two new people coming. And I just get very, like, it's exhausting. Like, socializing is very exhausting for me. Mm. And so I really considered just being like, hey, I'm not up for this. You should give my ticket to someone else. But then I thought about it and I was like, actually, in this environment, like, I think I will genuinely have a good time. And it's just getting over the first hurdle of like just just making it there and forcing myself to be in that situation because once I'm in it I know I'm gonna have a good time Mm. but yeah I I distinctly remember thinking Lishi will go and have a good time so I will go (laughs) and have a good time and I did proud of you funny enough yesterday my voice huh you still got your voice yeah. I'm gonna lose it tomorrow for sure. There's a horrific video of me that will never see the light of day, but I'm screeching in the back. I saw this on TikTok. It's a like maturing yeah. is knowing when you should be like you should keep your mouth shut when you're filming a concert. I am so good at that. Like I have I have videos on my Instagram of me at concerts and I'm dead silent because I'm like, this is this is the video that's gonna go online. But today I didn't realize my friend was filming and it was my favorite song so I just I committed and guys I'm not a vocalist 
So Com- comment down below if you want us to um absolutely not. I straight I told her not to send it to me because I don't want to have it. Yeah, but no, I had similar experience last night as well. I was invited to a birthday party, and I wasn't close with any one of them. I was like on the surface level close, but not close mm. enough for me to go there alone without my actual close friends. But I decided to suck it up because this year it's all about being uncomfortable. So I went, <laughs> and it was not as bad as I thought. Yay, I still had fun. Yeah, I feel like ninety percent of the battle is just. Getting yourself out the door. I can think of so many experiences now. Where was... <laughs> Look no. at us Look growing at up. Progress. Do you think attachment styles can like evolve and like you know? Do you want your attachment style to change? Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> for for you, you guys. You are secure. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> no, but you guys, it's very disheartening to be able to tell what you're doing wrong, but then not really be able to control it as much as you would like to. Mm. And I know it takes active work, and I'm I'm trying to put in the work. Mm. Yeah, it's just, it's just frustrating because I'm it like, it's frustrating. Yeah, I know what I need. I'm just struggling to communicate what I need. But good thing is, the more you do it, the easier you will get. So. It's mm-hmm. not the end of the world if you know if you're a disorganized person. What's like a stupid thing that triggers your attachment style, like anxious or disorganized? Like a little thing, not a deep thing. One of mine is, this is so dumb, but I get really lonely in my interests. If that makes sense, I feel like I like my mother says I go from zero to one hundred. <laughs> Um, and I have very intense likings of things like either music or like TV shows, blah, blah, blah. And I don't really have anyone that shares my favorite artist or my favorite TV show. And that, I don't know, that just gets on my nerves sometimes if I think about it too much. I'm just like, who am I supposed to talk to? Who am I supposed to tell all this information to? Because sometimes I info dump of my friends and I feel bad because I, I know you don't care and I know you care about me and you will listen to this but I know you don't actually care about what I'm talking about and that annoys me I can talk to you about Game of Thrones too late bro you're like five years behind let's go <laughs> you need to start listening to some BTS so we can talk about the lyricism okay <laughs> you can talk to Maxine about it <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> let me rekindle a friendship from six years ago yeah i see that i see that i think that's like pretty natural actually like you just want some someone with like common interests um, yeah but then that feels selfish sometimes because i'm like isn't it rude for me to want you to like it just because i like it like that's that's not how that's not how um, interests work no i don't no no i disagree I think if you care about someone, you would be interested to take part in their interests as well. Yeah, I so, agree. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so, it- so I will be sending the both of you a very in-depth, <laughs> carefully curated BTS playlist. Okay, so maybe you will have to come back to me with your thoughts. Fine, fine, fine. I will do that for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I was actually gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it now. <laughs> yeah, little triggers. Anything? My little triggers are so funny. Like they are so useless. So, ugh. like I acknowledge that myself. It's the same. It's I'm I'm gonna talk about Marcus again. Like whenever, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, whenever like we talk about other girls. Like clearly she's pretty and she's attractive and I'm okay with <laughs> him thinking that she's attractive. But whenever I ask him, do you <laughs> think <laughs> No, actually I just want I just want him to tell me the truth. I just want to catch him, you know. Okay, not catch him. But... <laughs> I'm fine with it. I want to catch him. Okay, so for example, he was showing me this um influencer's video of her like of her short hair. And he was just telling me that he doesn't usually find this kind of hairstyle attractive, but for some reason it was it looks pretty good on her. So mm. I was like, yeah, like she's pretty she's she's quite pretty and pretty hot as well. And I was like, right? And he's like, mm, she's alright. But I could tell that <laughs> that's a lie, you know. <laughs> then I would be like just say did he just admit that he thought she was pretty? Yeah, then I was like, can you just tell me the truth? Like, I know she's pretty and hot. Like, I know. And it's fine. And then he was just like, mm, no. Whenever <laughs> <laughs> that would for his life. Experience. Yeah. Then I would get triggered. Like, pretend to... Not Poor baby. That There's no way for him to win either. Yeah. <laughs> he admits it and he's in trouble. Or he doesn't admit it and he's still in trouble. No, but he won't be in trouble. He'll, he'll be in less trouble. <laughs> I can't think of like any specific trigger, but I feel like I find myself in in a lot of like situations where like maybe I'm like alone with no plans and I'm like, mm, I feel kind of lonely. Uh, but like it's all it's all because of my own doing. And I know that like... Same. <laughs> like I, I have like, you know all these ways to create you bonds or whatever I I yeah. yeah like I know I I I honestly if I try it I have the options and like um yeah but it's just that making connections with ma- making a deep connection with me is so tough and I know that and so it's like uh it's mm. it's like I feel need in need but it's like my past self didn't do anything about it like mm. my present self knowing that I would do something about it, like, I will be motivated to do something about it. Mm. I feel that way. But, but yeah, like, I, I tend to feel like that sometimes. I know it's selfish to think that way, but do you think it would be easier if someone else is making that conscious effort to be friends with you? So, like, keep initiating mm. plans. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like, do you, I, I... are you more comfortable with that? hundred percent. Like I, that's why I appreciate Rashni so much. <laughs> like our whole friendship. Like I, I, I fully admit. Like our whole friendship. Like pers- like managed to like become what it is today. Um, mainly because of like Rashni. Like she carried, she carried it for the longest time. I think at the start, like at the at the start start, it was initiated by. Mm. Marcus can get 20% credit <laughs> um, but yeah I feel like we we switch it's true for like the three of us too but like we switch burdens a lot so when I was 
in IB and dying, like, Singway carried the friendship and was making more of an effort to see me. Mm. And like I said, Lishi makes an effort with both of us when um things get too hectic. So it's all about balance. Balance well. that and character development, damn. Yeah. Unless you're Lishi and you're secure, at which point, like <laughs> fine. You sound so salty, man. I am salty. <laughs> What gave it away? <laughs> <laughs> Not with being subtle. Oh gosh. It's okay, Rashni. One day we too will be secure. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be so secure. <laughs> Just you wait, Lishi. We'll show we'll prove. <laughs> hey, I'm not <laughs> not saying anything. She hasn't said anything this whole time. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, is that okay, a trigger? Entertain us, entertain us, and our I'm, saltiness. I'm too secure that I'm not even phased oh, by all this comments. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. Um, motion to kick Lishi off the pod because <laughs> she's not damaged enough. Oh, oh I'm, damaged. I'm damaged. I'm <laughs> damaged. <laughs> Next week's episode, Lishi's damaged. <laughs> Yo, that could be a saga. <laughs> Heartbreak series, but this time it's just internal damage. Oh, do we want to go there? <laughs> yeah, no. I need to get therapist first. Sorry. That's like a pretty open-ended conversation. I feel like there's no big overarching conclusion other than we each have our own set of circumstances that we're trying to make peace with, with and overcome. Mm. No, I think I actually got so much value out of like this mini exercise. Like it made <laughs> me do some like internal like reflecting and also like it made me kind of wonder like what other like what others were like dealing with, you know, what cards they were being dealt and like, you mm. know, how they developed their attachment styles. But yeah, at the end of the day, I guess everyone's fighting their own yeah and i mean it's just it's just a quiz it's a random theory but i think it's like going back to what you just said saying wait it's really helpful to view the world in terms of like what what are other people it's really helpful to view your interactions with people especially the triggering ones in terms of what's triggering you that's now mm. triggering me. Like, how are you dealing with your own issues right now? And how can I make it not about me? Because disproportionate reactions are always because you've taken something personally when maybe you don't need to. Mm. And it's just someone else's struggle that's impeding exactly. on your struggle. Be kind, guys. That sounded fake, but be kind. <laughs> the world be such a nice place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Treat mm-hmm. people with kindness. Harry Styles. Cure them with kindness. Gomez. Oh, Selena Gomez. Yes. Yes, Selena Gomez. I miss old Selena Gomez music. Sidetrack, but there's also a fine line that needs to be drawn. Sometimes you don't need to take other people's shit. No, when it's not okay <laughs> to take other people's Oh, yeah. <laughs> True. You don't Preach. have to be kind to everyone. Sometimes there's a line that needs to be drawn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, be kind, but don't be a doormat, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> been there. Been there. <laughs> <laughs> like, being the bigger person is great and everything, but being petty sometimes is so fun. Be petty. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're just confusing everyone now. <laughs> <laughs> don't take advice from this. This is called, oh, God, I'm in my 20s. <laughs> What part of this sounds like we're doing well? Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think that's it for this week's episode. Um, like that. If you've ever taken the attachment style quiz, tell us what you are. Um, and if you haven't, take it and then tell us what you are. And tell us your triggers because I want to feel less dysfunctional. <laughs> yeah, and before we end this week's episode, we're going to do our song recs of the day. Mine is I Found a Girl by the Vamps, which is a song about... <laughs> it's a song about a guy that finds... He fi- he finds a girl. I found a girl, he finds a girl. He finds a girl that he really likes and she's really hot. And he tries to make a move, but she's like, yo, I'm on to dudes. And she has a crush on a girl. And it's a whole cycle. <laughs> It's a very nuanced song, I, as you can tell. I feel like I was like lost in the middle of the explanation somewhere. Basically, she's gay. <laughs> LGBTQ representation. She's oh, gay. Love that. love that. Yeah, the chorus is, I found a girl who's in love with a girl. Ooh. Slay. Slay. You go, girl. Mine would be Like My Father by Jax. It's basically about finding a man who reminds her of her father because father is just a great, like, no, like a great role model, treat her like a princess. Sorry, I have to clarify that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alexa played daddy issues by the neighborhood. Oh. <laughs> mm. Mine would be Our Last Summer by Abba. Also in the You've Mama been Mia very into Abba recently. Yeah, Singwei like sent me her like summer a playlist. Order of my summer playlist. Yeah. Just because I watched Mama, like I rewatched Mama Mia like recently, and like that song was really nice. Made me feel inspired to. Um, I like that song too. Enjoy the. Our last summer makes me cry, so I'll put it on the playlist, but I won't be listening to it. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope to see you next week. Bye.